This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. All three of us back in studio together. God, sometimes the universe delivers things that you can't even explain. That's all I'm going to say. We don't have Thursday Night Football tonight, but we got a gift. It's a gift for sure. Actually, I will say this. There is one gift, guys. What is it? Trista, first off, I want to say I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. I know it was... uh, Crappy. I actually, yes, uh, it was literally <laughs> lots of things going on. So you missed this the other day, Trista. And just I'm going to bring something positive in this. This is all three of us back here at three wide on a Thursday, even though there's no Thursday night football. Look at Joel Embiid the hell is walking he wearing? in. It doesn't matter. I thought he was shirtless for a second. Joel Embiid <laughs> can wear whatever, whatever he wants. So I had to eat uh, eat my salad with a, a um, uh, good chopsticks? guy. Chopsticks. Thank you. My, my brain is fried. This thing, I'm laughing at something in my head right now. Uh, and I had to do that. And I got very upset on the air. Mm. And I just want to point out. And I want to thank whoever this was, Trista. But whoever the director of forks and utensils and napkins is, there is a whole basket full of forks upstairs in the kitchen. They've been struggling lately. I have to say, we've had to go into the back room and try to find forks and spoons. None left, but they're all upstairs. So I want to thank the director of utensils and napkins for adding forks to us. I might bring myself a nice hearty salad with some fixins tomorrow just to celebrate having forks upstairs. You're going to eat a salad on a Friday on on the last football Friday of the season? Probably not. I was going to say, no, 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 no. Tomorrow's tomorrow's pizza, maybe some wings. Oh, yeah. We well, can't eat wings and then well, do maybe. a show. I unfortunately need my bank to give me all my money back. Somebody got a hold of my credit card number and uh, drained all of my funds, and it wow. sucked. Luckily, I got all my bets in for the weekend. Oh, yeah. And that's... one NBA bet in, but I, I, yeah, I went to get some food, and my my cart was declined, and I was like, this can't be possible. That's so tough. I had to charge it. Yep, and it looks like somebody got to uh, got to my Chase account. Not great. So it hasn't been a great week, guys. Hasn't been a great month. Okay, I had long mm-hmm. COVID. Hashtag people forget that mm-hmm. wasn't cool. Thought I was gonna die. My car lost a tire after I just got tires. That uh, cost eh, seven hundred eighty-five dollars, and we're still not done paying for that. Did you, and send, then, did you send the bill to the uh, appropriate parties? No, but then I got my my he account hacked. Showed the the receipts from Super Bowl. To You're the right. I don't do parties. that. Just, I don't. No, no. no. He I just am, doesn't like money. He doesn't like looking out for himself. That's fine. No, I do, I do, I do, I do. Oh, okay. All luckily, right, we'll I, luckily, we had a I had a pretty good night last night in the NBA and Same. in college hoops. Now I just got to wait until Monday and I'll get paid out. Guys, I I tuned in. God bless the Wemby Victor, uh, the Chet Victor Wembanyama matchup because there was no reason for those young men to be in the game in the fourth quarter. I was sleeping, woke up, I was like, oh, it's the fourth quarter. I'll put my take my phone out and just watch it while I'm mm-hmm. in bed. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, man, the Spurs are getting blown out. And I had this big parlay. It was Wemby over uh, two and a half blocks, Chet over two and a half blocks, Chet over seven and a half rebounds, Wemby over nine and a half rebounds, and Shea over one and a half steals. Five legs, 12 to one. And at that point, Chet had six rebounds, and I needed eight. 
And I'm like, oh, well, there's just no shot. So I turn it on just to see. Yeah. Oh, no, baby. They went back and forth mm-hmm. and back and forth. Chet got nine rebounds. So we cashed a 12 to one parlay from the deathbed. And uh, that was it was a pretty good night. And I got to watch some good basketball along the way. Those guys clearly hate each other. Yeah. Oh, you, they don't like each other? Chet well, like, professionally, no. Yeah, I think it's, it's a competition, and that's good. We professionally, need a, they oh, do not. I thought, apparently, I thought there was some back. beef. Yeah. No, there is. From under-19 FIBA, apparently, Wemby and Chet went back and forth back in 2021. Also, Victor's upset that he wasn't Rookie of the Month and that he wasn't mm-hmm. voted into the All-Star game. So there's, there's a little something-something between them. I love that, though. Me too. We need more rivalries. Like, rivalries have kind of been watered down, at least in the NBA. You could argue across sports in general, except maybe college football, but I'm worried that that's even going to change with the transfer portal and all this realignment. Rivalries just aren't the same as they used to be. So anytime we can have young players that already don't like each other, I'll take that. It's exactly what we want. Better for everybody. Plus, they're kind of the same player. They look the same. They're all stretched out, looking like they should be six foot five. Said they're seven four and weigh 190 pounds and. I love watching him play because I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. How do you do it? Wemby said, oh, you know, it used to be the the era of the guards, and now it's the era of the big men. And I I strongly disagree. It's still a guards league. The guards just all have to be seven foot tall or higher. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They do all the same things that guards do. All right, and what are you guys on tonight? Anything you want to throw out? You go first. I'm trying to see something really quick. So I've got a uh, trend parlay. It is a college basketball parlay adding in with – a Joel Embiid, 35 or more. So South Carolina, seven-and-a-half-point favorite women's basketball against LSU. They are at LSU. I looked and saw what South Carolina's been doing. The only team that they've beat by less than nine uh, was actually con- uh, actually Duke. And all, everybody else, they beat them by, like, 50 points. So South Carolina is a wagon. You're looking at teams, like, that are losing by 80 points to South Carolina. So I know LSU is a good team. I know Kim Mulkey is a good coach, Angel Reese. Listen, we've been watching this team since last year when LSU was underperforming until they ended up having that great game against uh, Iowa at the end. So I have South Carolina minus 7.5. And And then I've got two trend plays in college basketball, men's basketball. Eastern Washington minus 7.5 and and Montana minus 6. Uh, Both these teams are, like, top five against the spread. Not only are they really good against the spread in general, but in terms of being home dogs and home favorites, which Montana's, uh, I believe, on the road. Eastern Washington's at the crib. Uh, They're also awesome. Montana's 3-0, and Eastern Washington is 2-1. So I really like that. Uh, I don't have any—I don't even know this team at all, really. I don't know the players. I've never watched a game. I was just looking for a little action. It was just a total Ryan Horvath parlay. I was like— Yeah, sometimes you just don't even watch. I I put it together, and I said, man, Ryan would be proud of this. I don't even know anything about these teams except for I was looking at against the spread metrics, and I was like, wow, both these teams, top five against the spread. Boom. And then you add in Joel Embiid, 35 or more, and that's 11 to 1. I love the Embiid look, especially, too. He's been just not a tear. Yep. I mean, last time we were all together, he had 70 points. I know. I uh, So last night, stinky line of the night mm-hmm. was Northwestern plus three and a half against Illinois. It was the second time they saw each other, and Northwestern lost by 30. Well, they won outright last night. They beat Illinois. And tonight, the stinky line is actually in the association, so I took my Northwestern money because it's the only funds that I have available until Tuesday, <laughs> and I placed it. On your New York Knicks oh, tonight boy. at three and a half, and it's down to two and a half. And everybody except for Mr. October uh, Reggie Jackson's going for the Nuggets, but it's also the final game of their five game road trip. So they've only lost one game on this road trip, but they're wrapping up their road trip going back home. 
And then the Knicks were pretty much just at home because they just played the Nets. And they're what, 10-2 and two since the OG trade? They've yeah. been playing good basketball. Yeah, yeah. Great basketball. So that's a fishy line. Give me the Knicks. I liked it at 3.5. Still like it at 2.5. I think they went outright. And that's all I got tonight. I would join you on that Montana game, but I can't unless anybody wants to spot me until Tuesday. <laughs> I actually, I asked my wife. I was like, hey, I uh, need to bet a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. Can you send me $200 really quick? And it's plus 115. And she hasn't she answered no. yet. Well, well, she's she on the Peloton, I know. I can see what she's I, doing. I have <laughs> one more parlay before Nick gets going. This is called the uh, Why So Serious Parlay. It's called the Joker Parlay. So it is uh, the Serbian Parlay. It is jo- Novak Djokovic playing in the Australian Open. And uh, it is the Nuggets uh, in terms of Jokic. So Jokic, over 11 and a half rebounds. I love that. Uh, I, I don't think Hartenstein's going playing. tonight. Yeah, so I think out. he's going to have a free look at the basket. Jokic, 20 or more. That's an alternate number. And then here's where it gets interesting. This has actually been a pre-created parlay for Jokovic, and I just added Jokic to it to try to be fun. And it's nine and over nine and a half games, first set. Jokovic to win the first set. Jokovic to win by three and a half games total, and Jokovic to win the whole thing, uh, to win outright on this match. Uh, that is plus 960. Ooh, I like that a yeah. lot. Just a cute little why so serious. I know, I, and I should join you on that one, <laughs> seeing as so my wife serious. is Serbian, and I was married in the Serbian church, so Look, I should join you on this. Serbian. I, that I wore a crown, sense. they tied my hands up. I told you guys the story. My brother had like a torch behind me, and he was half in the bag. It was kind of scary. <laughs> and uh <laughs> My grandpa, he uh, he almost passed out because they were just like, what is that stuff called? Incense. Smelling salts? Yeah. In, yeah, yeah. Incense? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Got strong? Yeah. It's a got strong real, scent. Got real strong. It's yeah. a strong, strong scent. Yeah. A couple I, always, I always mess that word up when I try to say it. Incense? And I say something else that's oh, gross. Ah, yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, got yeah. it. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know what yeah. word he's if it was, about. If it was a Tuesday, I'd be a lot sharper. Yeah. Thursday, whew, I'm, I'm cooked now. Well, if you said that other word, you just would have given a damn about nothing but Alabama. I don't give a piss about nothing but the tide. And they won last night for us, too. Yeah, they did. Well, I had to say the state because, anyway, you got you get where I was going. If people don't understand the word you were going to say, damn tide. Can't help many more. Couple individual ones here. Julius Randle over 13 and a half rebounds and assists. He's been on an absolute tear there, especially just his last two. He had 16 and 10 and then 9 and 7 against the Nets before that. DeMar DeRozan over 5 and a half assists. It's plus money at plus 124. Dude's also in some trade rumors, so maybe a chance he's a little more motivated to get himself the hell out of Chicago right there, but he's racked up some serious assists against the Lakers. Uh, And then the big one here, but I'm it's a smaller parlay because Trista last night, uh, you had a good luck parlay. I had a 10 to 1 parlay that came down to everything hitting except Jalen Duran. Oh. Over 26 and a half with those, the, the, foul, the trouble. foul trouble. Foul and I looked trouble. at that and said, finish with 22. Would have gone over had he not been in foul trouble. I think he had like 14 yeah. and 8. Over 26 and a half points and rebounds, gone, died. So I was a little bit more uh, cautious tonight. Oh, I also bet Contavious Caldwell Pope over just nine and a half points. I like On that. its own, also put it in a parlay with Jalen Brunson over 28 and a half and uh, Joel Embiid over 11 and a half. That's a uh, plus five, uh, plus 500. I love so, that. Yeah. Really quickly to uh, just dovetail off of your Jalen Duren play, you're going to feel so bad for me. So even when <laughs> I'm on my deathbed, I'm still betting, right? I'm still like oh, yeah. just still in the lab the trying to make to some distract money. Distract yourself. Yeah, just distract yeah. yourself. Just you're laying in the bed anyway. Mm-hmm, you're yeah. just by your phone. So anyway, I took Jalen Duren over 11 and a half rebounds. I thought it was a good bet, right? You're talking about against... Yeah. Uh, it was the Charlotte Hornets, wasn't it? Charlotte uh, oh, Hornets. Yeah. Charlotte yeah. Hornets, one yeah. of the worst rim-protecting teams in the NBA. No center to speak of. It should have been an automatic hit. So uh, I look and see what Jalen Duran has, 
and he has one rebound, mm-hmm. one measly rebound by the first half. Yep. So what do I do? It's called the dumb, the dumb middle, which is then I decided to go under seven and a half rebounds for oh. Jalen Duran live. And oh, guess what no. he finished with? He guess what he finished with? Finished with eight. eight. So I lost money oh, twice. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I, I know all about Jalen Duran. Yeah, He's Jay- on the list now. Jalen Duran is on the list He's for me, too. Now. I'm going to take a little break from Jalen Duran for a while. Not mm-hmm. uh, not not happy with that at all. That was that was a, just one of those nights where you say, you know what? I'd rather get out of my system now because I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have just bet so many NFL props for this weekend already. With, already? with them coming out early, I, I want overs I like and I that. wanted them right away. So I've probably bet about ten different props. Good for you. Just to get it because now the numbers are already going up like crazy. And you got more people, you know, the public's starting to get more and more involved they here. Really so are. everybody's interested. Super Bowl's gonna be even more complicated, obviously, with more and more states legal like it's just gonna continue to explode. So And yeah. the more people start betting on these props, I kinda don't want us to tell people about props. <laughs> I posted this. I retweeted it so that we could talk about it really fast. So last year's odds compared to today. So Luka to score 30 last year, Kyrie to score 30, KD to score 30, and Devin Booker to score 30. I don't know what the day of this was, but it was last year around this time. Was 80 to 1 plus 8,000. Today, uh, it's 8 to 1. So we're getting 10% of the value on the exact same parlay. It's uh, It's not ideal. I'm not sure not what the ideal. meaning of this is or yeah. why, but we're seeing uh, anytime touchdown props change in terms of odds. Oh, like, absolutely! I think we're getting sliced and diced there. You know, you're you're trying to do an alternate number, maybe on points, and like Joel Embiid's minus one ten number is thirty six, and if you want thirty four, it's like oh minus five hundred. You're like, wait, hold yeah. on, what? Yeah. <laughs> wait, that is. I don't think that's the same thing at all. To go down from two points from minus one ten to five hundred. So, yeah, I'm a. We got to play our cards right. There's there's definitely a level of like shopping around more yeah, with it. I mean, sure. you really have to, especially those anytime touchdown props. That's those are getting less and less uh, just worth it. Yeah, honestly, with there's a lot now. Unless you're going to put it in a parlay, and I don't really want to do. I don't really like putting anytime touchdowns in a parlay because there's just yeah. a risk that that. I mean, that's the thing that'll. That, bust that's you. the one thing that doesn't hit, even if it's Christian McCaffrey. I mean, yeah. I just I'd like to keep those separate if I can. Man, Travis Kelsey still plus one fifteen anytime touchdown I over like at BetMGM. I like that a lot. Mm. I have a I have a rear parlay, a big parlay this week. Really big big parlay. Yep, it's the uh, Chalky McChalkerson money line parlay. Love it's it. the Baltimore Ravens on the money line, and it is the San Francisco 49ers yep. on the money line. Minus 120, I got that nice. bad boy. I think it's going to be an all-chalk Super Bowl. Although, <clears throat> I put out that video. I didn't put it out on mm-hmm. Instagram about Mahomes, so now everybody thinks I like the, like the Chiefs in the game, and everybody yeah. thinks I'm like this big Mahomes fan, and I'm really not. I'm really not. I mean, you know, I like them and all, but like, I don't like Kansas City. I want Baltimore to win this game. I've wanted Lamar I. all year long to win the uh, Super Bowl MVP, not only the regular MVP. I put that home. same parlay together the other day, and it was minus 102, so it's already yeah. plummeted. Oh, Again, yeah. at this point, in the, this point in the season, like, Props, if you're looking at overs, you might want to wait after maybe tomorrow. I think you could still get some decent numbers depending on where they are, but you might be waiting just for unders on Sunday. The old tradition, right? Bet your overs at the beginning, bet your unders on Sunday if you're looking at props. Yeah. But there's so much out there, and obviously we know what's going to happen with the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is going to be just, oh, I mean, yeah. there's a million, and it's fun, and we're going to just, I mean, I probably 100 bets yeah. last Super Bowl. I mean, oh, it's just, yeah. there's a ton of them, so... You're only going to see more of it. I don't like the prices, though. It's getting sharper, Trista. Sharper by it's the second. It's getting sharper, and I'm not not a big fan of it whatsoever. Early 11-2 lead for the Pacers over Joel Embiid and the Sixers. We mentioned props. We're going to get to some props in DFS with James Coe next. Ooh. It's BetMGM Tonight.
Jackson keeps Stanley in front of him. Touchdown, Lamar. Now second and one. Jackson, end zone, likely for the touchdown. We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 100 yards rushing for Lamar Jackson last week. Probably expect the same thing, especially when you're peeking at the uh, weather report for Baltimore on Sunday. Real quick, guys, before we get to James Coe, breaking news. The NBA's East and West All-Star starters have been announced. Remember, it's back to the normal East-West format. They're not doing the draft anymore, which kind of disappointing. But, you know, the NBA, they'll change things up in the All-Star weekend like every two years. For the West, should be no surprise with any of these names. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. On the East, Giannis, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton getting that recognition, and Damian Lillard in his first year in Milwaukee is an all-star over Jalen Brunson. Mm. I am not happy about Neither that. Neither am I. Nope. Not happy. I think um, Josh Hart tweeted earlier, uh, if he does, if if he doesn't get announced, we riot. So I'd like to see if Josh Hart is planning on rioting tonight, or if he's just going to play basketball. Ooh, I already <laughs> bet the Knicks. I'm going to play some Jalen Brunson yeah, props. Yeah, yes, yeah. you. Why? Well, yeah, I took the over twenty and a half points. So oh. get on it. Yeah, he's got a now something, he, something. Now, now he's going to be motivated. All right, James Co jumps on with us. Co-owner Reception Perception Podcast. And speaking of the weather in Baltimore, uh, it looks nasty. It's looking uh, rainy and cold. We're not that far from it, so I can look out the window here and tell you, yeah, it's going to be nasty for the next few days. Who do you like because of that type of weather, and who do you not like in terms of props this weekend in that game? I can guess probably Lamar Jackson would be on the like side of things for you, right? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I do have his over rushing prop of 64 and a half at minus 120. Um, one is that KC runs man at the 11th highest rate uh, in the NFL. And man coverage does tend to open the door for more rushes as well. And and I'll say this, it definitely certainly opens the door for more bigger play rushes. So Lamar, again, coming off that 100-yard rush day, as you mentioned, Chiefs gave up just 70 uh, or just gave up 70-plus uh, rushing yards to Josh Allen. I'm expecting Jackson... Um, to run it a little bit more. By the way, I don't know about you guys, but he looked a little jittery in that Houston game, and I know these playoff losses have certainly mounted, and, and I think the pressure is on for Lamar here. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him tuck it and run a lot more in this ball game. Yeah, and Willie Gay, uh, who was supposed to spy Josh Allen, he's injured with a neck, so I don't know if he's going to go, but it uh, looks like he had a limited practice yesterday and today just to jump on little bit more of what you're saying in terms of what the Chiefs want to do uh, against this Ravens defense which has been one of the best in the NFL so far this year uh, what do you think the Chiefs uh, are going to scheme to do and and how what props should we be looking at so the props that I'm looking at uh, really just revolve around Travis Kelsey Baltimore's defense has been really really good and they're this weird amoeba defense you don't know what you're going to get right they're about league average in zone coverage they're about league average in man coverage and they really cater their defense to what the other team wants to get done now that being said 
Um, Rasheed Rice's injury scares me a little bit. You know, I played that prop last week and I got burned. Mm -hmm. uh, Travis Kelsey, to me, feels like the guy that should be featured heavily in this matchup, right? Over 62 and a half receiving yards at minus 110. That feels really nice because, one, I don't know about you guys, but it seemed like Kelsey's moving around just a little mm -hmm. bit more. Over the last two weeks, he's been seeing more targets, more receptions, more yards, and more yards per target than what he saw during the regular season. So... Uh, and, and remember, not ideal conditions over the last two weeks either, and some pretty good defenses that he's faced as well. So I really like Travis Kelsey. Baltimore has been burned by the tight end uh, position just a little bit this year, so I, I think Ke Kelsey has a really good chance to hit his props. Let's stick with the tight ends because Mark Andrews going to play in this game. His receptions just got put up on the uh, board. It's 3.5. It's minus 140 to the under, which makes complete sense because we didn't think we were going to see him the rest of the year. Um would you play anything with Mark Andrews coming back from this injury? Or if you're doing anything with the tight ends, are you looking at Isaiah likely maybe anytime touchdown? Or are you just staying away from both in this matchup? I I feel like you got to stay away from both. Yeah. No, you know, I, I don't know how much, you know, what's the snap percentage going to look like for Mark Andrews? Again, as you mentioned, there was a, a real concern that Mark Andrews is going to miss the entire year. And here he is coming back uh, in a big time spot in the conference championship. I think they're going to work him in. Now he's been practicing all week. So all indications would be that he works in, but man, likely has been making some plays for this yeah. Baltimore offense. How do you shut him out of this offense? Given the production that he's given you over the past month or so, right? So I don't know, man. It, it really feels like they might go with a two-pronged approach here at tight end. And by the way, Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't really been playing that much. So again, it's kind of sort of, for me, feeding into this idea that it might be more 12 personnel for Baltimore. Nasty weather, as you mentioned. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think he's familiar in these 12 personnel sets. So I don't know, man. I, I just feel really wonky about it. You know, I, I don't know what to do with those tight ends, and I'm probably staying away. You know, on the other side of things, when you're talking about weather, Santa Clara, where the 49ers stadium is, 73 and sunny is what it's looking like. I mean, damn. First off, we know everybody's in a better mood when the weather looks like that. So we'll just know right then and there. Everybody's going to be happy to play football. Screw that football weather thing. Everybody wants to play in the sun. But that does <laughs> certainly benefit some guys. There may be a Brock Purdy, because we saw playing in the rain. Kind of not really his thing, but... Besides just Brock Purdy and putting even the weather aside, or I mean, you can certainly throw that in there for anybody if you want, but the run defense that the Lions bring to the table against the 49ers, does that give you any pause at all? Anything involving Christian McCaffrey and rushing yards or rushing attempts? Yeah, so I'm not really touching the rushing props for CMC, mm -hmm. mostly because, again, as you mentioned, Detroit low-key has been the best run defense in the NFL since Week 10, right? So, um, but man, it, it is funny, though, when you talk about this quarterback matchup, Brock, Brock Purdy versus Jared Goff, both these guys' hands, apparently they melt in the rain. <laughs> They're like the Wicked Witch of the West. You get a little wet, 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 wet weather on their hands, and their hands melt. I don't understand what's going on. These guys can't throw the ball in the weather. Like, what, 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 what's going on here uh, between these two quarterbacks? But that being said, man, I, oh, my God, I love all the props for the San Francisco, you know, receivers. Whether we're talking about Brock Purdy, whether we're talking about Brandon Ayuk, I like the over for the passing yards for Brock Purdy. Anytime touchdown 
for Brandon Ayuk. I feel like that one is just, I mean, lock it up, okay? Detroit can't defend nobody uh, on the outside. As a matter of fact, they've given up the most touchdowns to outside receivers since week 10. Primary outside wide receivers have caught a touchdown in 9 of 11 games versus Detroit. Lock it up, Brandon Ayuk, anytime TD. James, really quick, I wanted to uh, piggyback off that and ask you about McCaffrey. You said you're not going to play the rushing yards. Completely agree. What do you think about the receiving yards if Debo doesn't go or even if Debo does go? I mean, the two games without him, McCaffrey went for 51, 64 receiving yards. And the Detroit linebackers can't really cover as well. I mean, Jack Campbell, not very good in coverage, uh, is a rookie. What do you think about maybe the receiving yards, especially if Debo's not a go in this game? If, if Debo's not a go, I actually think George Kittle probably benefits the most. Okay. Now, again, again, I, I love everything. All the props regarding Brandon Ayuk. Hit them all. Hit the yeah. offers on all of them. But if Debo doesn't go, I actually think we start shifting our focus now to George Kittle. Now, Detroit has been tough against tight ends. So as we sit here today, I can't advocate George Kittle. But if Debo doesn't go, then I'm a little bit more intrigued. But you're right. CMC is going to get his. Whether by hook or by crook, I don't care if it's on the ground or it's through the air. CMC's getting his, man. So you're right. If the, if the Lions are going to bottle him up on the ground like we think they may... Although they may not. I mean, CMC is just such a special player. Uh, I think that the receiving options there for CMC probably make a lot of sense, too. You, you look at what the Packers did against the Niners. Aaron Jones, 18 carries, 108 yards. That is just a shocking development, especially considering that the Niners one of the best rush defenses the entire year. So when you look at Jameer Gibbs, you look at David Montgomery, you think they're going to be able to replicate that? And if so, who should we look to play? So I'm a little torn on David Montgomery. At first, I was like, oh, I'm going to hit the under. I think it's 43 and a half right now is his, his rushing yards. But then when I start looking at uh, San Francisco, over the last, uh, since week number 10, they're actually below league average in yards per carry, uh, in yards after contact, in yards before contact. Now, all of that being said, They've allowed the fifth fewest rushing yards to running backs since that week 10 time period, right? But some of the advanced metrics would make you think, all right, you can run on them. And that's exactly what Aaron Jones did to this unit last week, right? So I'm a little bit torn. I, I don't know which way I want to go because, again, San Francisco has allowed the fifth fewest rushing yards to running backs. David Montgomery feels like the kind of back that San Francisco should bottle up. But, man, they have been giving it up on the ground a little bit. When you look at Detroit as a whole, I mean, clearly we know that backfield. You may, I mean, there is Jameer Gibbs. There's the David Montgomery split between the two. How have you been approaching that with them? Have you been kind of cautious? Has it been more about maybe like rushing plus receiving with Jameer Gibbs? Because it do, doesn't it kind of feel like like week after week, it's a little bit up and down except for a David Montgomery touchdown maybe. And then, you know, Jameer Gibbs maybe more as a receiver. <laughs> I feel like right. it's been kind of tough to gauge kind of what you're going to get week by week from that backfield. What you just said right there about Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield, that's what I'm most intrigued by, mm -hmm. right? So right now his receiving prop is at 22.5. It feels really low. I, I, I've got him projected here for three catches for 25. So I like the over in terms of uh, the receiving yards. San Francisco is bottom 10 in receptions and receiving yards allowed to running backs since week number 10. So if you're going to get him somewhere, it's kind of sort of out of the backfield. And what does that tell you? Oh, that's going to be a little bit of Jameer Gibbs. Now, again, fifth fewest rushing yards, but man, out of the backfield, they do give it up. So I think Jameer Gibbs might have a really good day out of the backfield here as a pass catcher. What about Amon Ross St. Brown? Because we all think, and, and understandably so, that he should pretty much eat 
no matter who is the matchup. And you know that the Niners secondary can be gotten uh, the number 86 and a half receiving yards. I really like it. Um, and I'll go ahead and take the over on that. Okay. ASRB has been over this line in five of his last six games. And it's not the worst matchup in the world, guys. San Francisco a lot softer out of the slot than they are on the outside. Niners about league average when it comes to receptions, completion percentage allowed to slot receivers. And they have not seen good slot receivers, by the way. Okay. So Amon Ross St. Brown, if he's working on the inside, perfect placement for him he gets to avoid the outside coverage and he gets to work on the inside i think he's going to eat to me i feel like he's going to get uh 90 plus in this one so again 85 or 86 and a half depending on where you look i I love that line for him all right james this time next week when we're talking who are the two teams in the super bowl that we're talking about Listen, I think San Francisco is going to absolutely smash Detroit. Where Detroit is weak, this is where San Francisco is strong, right? Like, they'd run a lot of man coverage, and Brock Purdy destroys man coverage, right? We're talking about a dude uh, in terms of Brock Purdy with 19 passing touchdowns versus just one interception versus man coverage. Brock Purdy's going to destroy this uh, this defense. I think he, he goes crazy. And I think just, again... <laughs> Shanahan owns golf, man. He just owns them. So I love Detroit in this game. I think they cover the seven points there uh, pretty easily. Oh, man. And and I know Baltimore's the one seed, but, man, it's the Mahomes magic in, uh, in a playoff spot. And I just love Andy Reid. I love Mahomes in this spot. I know they're a dog in this one, but go ahead and give me uh, Chiefs money line. It's crazy. At this point now, the Chiefs have become the Patriots, right? Where it was like, you don't ever write off Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Now it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Give me that matchup. And I love that matchup too. Kansas City and the Taylor Swift fans versus the San Francisco 49ers, man. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm truly pulling for San Francisco. And this is the reason. CMC's an all-timer. He's a Hall of Famer. Yes. It is. It would be a damn shame for this guy not to play in the Super Bowl and win at least one. I'm rooting for it. Yeah, plus we know the NFL would love to have Taylor Swift either show up at the game so they can show her or maybe make a secret a surprise appearance for the halftime show. And with remember, Usher. she had uh-huh. uh, she was making all those clothings for, uh, or Juszczyk's wife was making clothings for Taylor Swift. So uh, maybe Juszczyk's wife oh, will say, no, no, Taylor, right. I'll give that's you something right. defective, bitch. It's all about the marketing <laughs> and the conspiracy theories on this show. James Coe, Reception <laughs> Perception Podcast. Always good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks, man. All right, we'll talk in a couple weeks. See you guys. Man, I'll tell you what. When you sit here and you think about it, it's like if you're the NFL, you're going, you know, uh, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, we could really get Taylor Swift there. Yeah, that's really what we want. Let's be honest. It ain't happening, though, baby. No, Ravens, 49ers, damn it. And Taylor Swift. Usher, Usher. Guys, I did something. What'd you do? You've been... The, the gears lab. have been turning over here for you. Found a market I really, really like. You know what? I'll tease it. I'll talk about it later. I'm oh. not going to tell you right now. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, McCole Hardman, anytime touchdown, I just found plus 850. Wow. McCole Hardman, over one and a half reception, plus 120. Wow. I was listening to the uh, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey podcast, which isn't an Odyssey podcast, Boop. but I still listened anyway, and it was still really good. I think you're allowed to, actually, to listen and to things outside Kelsey took full blame. For the Hardman fumble. He Did said he? he missed the block, and he said, we're going to get him in there this week. Yeah. He said he's going to bounce back this week. He's going to bounce back. And that's the Chiefs' way, though. Like, I tweeted yeah. out immediately, Hardman will never see the field ever again. But that's not how they roll, man. Mahomes, he always goes up to his guys, says, pick your head up. 
you're going to make plenty of plays coming up in this game. And I think that's what's going to happen. By plenty, plenty of plays, I think he catches one ball, at least two maybe, and he gets in the end zone. Plus 850, McCall Hardman, bounce back game. You heard it here first. You know what? Sometimes a narrative bet involves people and their interactions, and that's exactly Nicole. what when that is. When some zig, we zag. And when most lose, I win. Hardman gets in the end zone. Guaranteed or I shave my head on Monday. <laughs> oh, yeah, you right. always say this, and you never come I'm through. Not gonna never. I'm not going to do that. Does better cold. weather mean I'm a going surge to in Brock Purdy's numbers this Sunday? We look at that market next. Bet MGM tonight. Tristan, Nick, and Ryan are taking a break to catch up on their bets. Don't go anywhere. There's plenty more on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. 39-29 right now. Pacers up over the Sixers. 10-12 to go in the second quarter. You always worry when a guy goes off for something historic, big night, 50-burger in Joel Embiid's case, 70. What What does that player look like? Their next game out. He looks pretty good still. In 12 minutes, 13 points already for Joel Embiid. The rest of the team... A little lackadaisical. Uh, yes, to Down say the nine. least. In fact, well, Maxie's got nine at least. Good but after him. that, two points for Batum, and Daniel House has two, and that's pretty much it. Good so old Daniel House. Remember when he got kicked out of the bubble? Yeah. Oh, yeah what did he do right. again, though? I don't remember what he did. Was he he uh, was screwing his COVID tester. <laughs> that's what he was doing? <laughs> yeah. Honestly? Yeah. Good that's for him. what he was doing. Good yeah. He brought her in because they had to get regular COVID tests like three times a day or something. And he, at one point or another, was like, hey, girl, why don't you come back to my room? You're here. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. We're in the bubble. I mean. W- wouldn't she also be. It's Friday. Like, yeah. isn't everybody <laughs> in the bubble okay, though? Like, uh, I feel like everybody in the bubble was like. I think there were just rules against the impropriety of it all. I they mean, need to make a book. To say. Need, somebody needs they to write really a book do. about yeah. the bubble. I want to know all the. I want to yes. know inside the bubble. Oh, like, I guarantee all the tea inside the bubble. There's going to be all kinds Remember of stuff Remember there was all kinds there. of rumors about Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not just making coffee. Not just making coffee. <laughs> making some some babies. Man, uh, <laughs> my favorite story from the bubble, other than that, was when everybody was, like, just drinking nonstop by the pool, just drinking, like, daiquiris. But everybody was just talking at the pool about how to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. And then, remember, they got knocked yep. off, like, yep. right away? Yep. Yeah, they played awful in the bubble. They did. Which was uh, to be... Uh, I kind of figured, yeah, to be expected. Because Chris Middleton, like, going up to it, was like, yeah, I haven't picked up a basketball in three months. And I was thinking, like, even if you haven't, why wouldn't you lie, Yeah, just don't say it. Why would you say that? Just don't, yeah, don't bring, that's one of those things that's where it's an inside thought, and you need to keep it inside. Yeah. Nobody else needs to know. Who beat them? It was a bad team. It, it was a was lowest it seed. It was. I don't think it was the Heat, though. I got to check it out now, though. No, no, it was the Heat. It was the I think Heat. It was Miami. Wasn't it was yeah. Miami. Yeah, but they, they lost the, the game to Orlando because yes. they played like Orlando at first, and they dropped one to them. And I was like, "Oh, this team is big screwed." Man, that feels like a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. It does. and it was. That was the beginning of the Suns. Three and a half. Rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went undefeated, Booker, right? Undefeated in the bubble. Bubble, bubble Booker. Yeah, man. man. Uh, so we were talking a little bit. This is the time of year, too, where, like, you do have to really pay attention to the weather, right, especially for these playoff games. It's funny because, you know, we don't spend that. Like, th- there's a million things you're going to take into whatever it is that you like, don't like for game. And the weather early on in the NFL season, eh, it must mostly fall. Maybe it's warm in some places. Once you start hitting November in certain markets, December and then January, like now, you got to pay attention to what's going on. And it's just 
if you look at where Brock Purdy is right now, he's the favorite to have the most passing yards this weekend at plus 170. Jared Goff's plus 225. Mahomes plus 250. And Lamar is way down there at 7-1. to Because we know he's going to run the football a lot. It's going to probably be about mid-40s, rain, double-digit breezes in uh, Baltimore. But on the other side of things, that's 73 and sunny. That is Jared Goff and Brock Purdy's. Now, I know Goff likes to be indoors, but let's be honest. 73 and sunny, that's room temperature. That's perfect for both of those guys. I think we're going to see big numbers from both quarterbacks, especially, though, Brock Purdy, who's got a lot to answer for after last week. But he's the type of guy that has a short memory. He forgets it. He moves on. And this is going to be a game where I already took the over on his passing yards. I think it was at like 274 and a half when I took it. I think Brock Purdy's in for a big weekend. Yeah, I do too. I saw that prop when we were talking to James Coe, and it was like salivating. Uh, I think also Jared Goff's not a bad bet for that just because Mm -hmm. if you imagine that Detroit's going to go down, they're going to have to throw, right? They're not going to want to just run the ball with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. They're at least going to give the ball to Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield and let him try to get something after the catch and get busy. So I could see see Jared Goff having a bigger day than Brock Purdy, but I think they'll both have over 300 passing yards. Yeah, I mean, the numbers make sense. I like the number a little bit better for Goff, but I like Purdy so much better. I'm with Nick. I played his passing yards over, too. It's up to 275 and a half right mm-hmm. now, minus 120 to the over. There's some 276s out there, too. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, and shop around because there's also some minus 115s to the under and minus 120s to the over. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then you got Goff's passing yards, minus 115 both ways at 258 and a half. But like you said, because we expect them to be trailing in this game, they're touchdown dogs. Maybe golf isn't worth a bad look, but I'm all about Purdy this weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a big Purdy game. I think McCaffrey's going to get busy. I think they're going to move him in the slot a little bit. Uh, I could see this being a big game for for Kittle again, especially if Debo doesn't go. I I don't expect Debo to play, even if he I does, guys. I think he's going to be more a decoy out there. So I think it's why gonna wouldn't be... you just wait and like try not to bang yourself up if you think you're going to be able to win this game then you shouldn't yeah. be out there. Yeah. And and again, like it's not going to be wet out. That's why Brock Purdy was really missing Debo last week yeah, because that's his check down guy. That's the zone beater and the Packers play a ton of zone coverage. Um, yeah. I just don't like this matchup for the Detroit pass defense. Did you get hope? Were you like feeling hopeful during that game? Cause we haven't talked since for green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually kind of scared because I was like, okay, this could be really cool. Green Bay, maybe we make a run to the Super Bowl. Maybe we win a Super Bowl. Jordan Love beats uh, San Francisco, does something Aaron Rodgers has never done. But then in the back of my head, I was like, oh, no, the Niners futures. I have NFC and I have Super Bowl, just like 4-1. to one. But then I also had the exact Super Bowl matchup between the Niners and the Buffalo Bills, and this is before the Bills pissed that away. Right. So... It was weird, man, because like I love the Packers, but this has been a weird year because my favorite player is gone, and I kind of like feel like old cheering for this team because they're the youngest team in NFL history. One of them, they're an average twenty five, so it's just like a little bit different when you're not rooting for like Jordy Nelson, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, like guys that are around my age. But man, like yeah, I wanted it to happen though. I was like, screw the Niners, you know, Shanahan, you coward, because Shanahan didn't deserve to win that game, guys. The no, clock management didn't. at the end of the first half, why does he do that? Like, you know, and that's maybe that's the main storyline in this game. Not just, okay, the Lions can shut down the run, force Brock Purdy to beat him, Lions pass defense, Goff versus Purdy. The, the main storyline should be who do you actually trust in this coaching matchup between Dan Campbell, who's super aggressive. If they're in their own territory and it's fourth down, they're rolling the yep. dice, they're playing with house money. Or Kyle Shanahan, who's got his butt cheeks you know, real tight always <laughs> in these games, man. He's going to punt on fourth and one in his own territory. Like, 
I don't know. You know, I bet San Francisco pretty damn big, but it's not my favorite bet ever. And I like the closer we get to this matchup, I don't know, because like somebody's gonna screw up my money line parlay because it's a pretty big bet. I think yeah. we're getting Ravens 49ers, but the more I think about it, man, everybody's gonna have that parlay or a teaser. And who knows, man? Maybe like maybe Jared Goff just balls out. I, I don't know about that, yeah. but maybe they just run the ball. Like Aaron Jones did whatever he wanted yeah, he against did. that San Francisco front. You know what? You could look at this in two ways when you're talking about Dan Campbell and going forward and playing with house money. That could work in their favor, but that could also break the game wide open. Huge mistake. They go for it in fourth and one in their own territory. Then you give the 49ers a short field early on, and they're up 14 nothing. And then Kyle Shanahan can just continue to be more conservative on fourth downs and preserve the lead, run the football with Christian McCaffrey, and maybe you get, you're able to kind of break through that line's run defense. I know that's not easy, but he'll find other ways. Maybe it's just there's dink and dunk, bubble screens, getting some guys involved. Like, I'm with you in, like, Yes, that could backfire on them, but I would rather have a coach in a position where the 49ers are to maybe play it slightly more conservative with all of the weapons you have than maybe Dan Campbell getting a little too crazy and thinking, oh, well, guys, I got nothing to lose. I love you all so much. I'm just going to yeah, go for I mean, it. Like, you got to worry that some, that could also backfire on Detroit. Yeah, you got to roll the dice like when it's time to roll the dice. You don't want to pull a Bill O'Brien and have a three-score lead and <laughs> fake a punt in your own territory against Patrick Man. Mahomes and end up losing the game, but... Yeah, I just I think the Lions like I think they should do what Green Bay did, not only against San Francisco, but in their playoff win on the road against the Cowboys too, where they took the ball first and they were super aggressive. Like that's what they did the the second half of the season. I'll use Green Bay as an example because that's a team that wasn't the most talented but kept winning games, and it was because they never trailed. Like during that entire winning streak, they never trailed. They yeah. they were never down until the game, and they weren't even trailing against San Francisco. You know, I mean, they led the entire time against Dallas, went up 14 nothing. If Detroit does that and Purdy has to play from behind, I mean, you've been talking about it the entire playoffs. Yep. We haven't really seen that, man, except for against Green Bay and this defense for Detroit. Like, I know Green Bay's defense played a little bit better down the stretch, but I think Detroit has way more talent. I agree. You know what I mean? It's like Aiden Hutchinson compared to Rashawn Gary, Branch. who had one sack. Yeah, like Branch. I mean, you know, and they've gotten a little bit healthier as well. Gardner Johnson getting him back was was you know, big. You know, the one thing, though, that Detroit does have... Oh, they're showing Latrice. I know, I was like... Wait, okay, yes! Yeah. Oh, Nick's by, Nick's by 50 tonight. Jaylen I would never Brunson. piss off Latrell Sprewell. No, you no. will get choked out literally. No. Well, literally, that that is what happened. <laughs> uh, Nick's up 13-5, by the way, in the Nuggets nice. early here. You know, the, the Lions, though, we know their deficiencies defensively, at least in the secondary. But they've got just as much, and I'd argue maybe even more talent than the 49ers have on offense. Because if you look at that backfield, that's two that's two legit running backs deep that they can go to that can change the game and do things differently. Where it's Christian McCaffrey and it's Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Like, don't get me wrong, the 49ers have high-level talent. I'm not trying to knock down what they have, but there's a lot of depth in terms of weapons that you can go to if you're the Lions, that at least if they're down in this game, I'm actually more comfortable with the Lions making a comeback and keeping things close if they're down a couple of touchdowns early versus the 49ers, where we haven't seen a lot of that from Brock Purdy. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you see what the Lions have been able to do. They came back multiple times this season, so the game that they couldn't come back in was that Ravens game, but other than that, they had some impressive, like, gritty, like, gutted out yeah, victories yeah. where you're like, okay, they didn't cover, but they found a way to win the game. So, yeah, I could see Detroit falling down 10 nothing and still winning the game. They're going to have to hit some explosive plays, but they could, they could obviously do that. So I took uh, Jamison Williams over 28.5 receiving yards. I love that prop. I like an anytime touchdown for Williams. And then my favorite prop, it's really juicy right now, and it's also went up a full reception. 
I like the uh, under, actually. Let me let me make sure the number is still the same. Uh, Sam Laporta, yeah, it's five and a half. It's I minus, love that. It's minus 160 to the under. But, I mean, like, you saw what Dre Greenlaw did against Green Bay. He had two interceptions. He's really good patrolling the middle of the field. And then uh, Fred Warner is the best inside linebacker in the NFL. I would argue maybe one of the best ever. Play sideline to sideline. So, I think they're going to take away the middle stuff. But you could hit him in the slot, man. That's why I really mm-hmm. like... Uh, Jamison Williams. Yeah, I think the, he should have a big game yeah. here. The 49ers have the linebackers that can counter any tight end in the NFL. Yeah. Without question. Yeah, yeah I, I like that too. I can't wait for this game. I know. I really just can't wait for this weekend. I'm soaking it up, guys, because we don't have that much more football 29 left. and a half for Jamison Williams, by the way. It went up? It went up. Mm-hmm. Opened at 27, took it at 28. There you go. Probably closed around like 32, 33. Yeah, I like that. You know what's, prob- you know what's going to help us, though, once, and I don't like to talk about post-NFL, but we'll have to at some point. This is going to be a wild draft. Yeah. We're going to have teams trying to trade up. You got a lot of receivers. You got edge. Like, it's one of the more, it's one of the deepest, most talented drafts we've had in a while. It obviously starts with quarterback, but after that, you keep going. You got maybe five, six, possibly seven wide receivers going in the first round. You got edge rushers. You got left tackles the teams could go with. I mean, all the most important positions in football, some of the deepest talent pools we've had in a long, long time in the draft. Uh, the voice of the Lions, Dan Miller, live from Detroit next. Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.